What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to episode 127. As always, I'm Jim. I'm Jim as well, and this is a special night tonight because we've got some sipping whiskey. We do. It's just James and I sitting. I'm sorry, Jim and I Jim sitting and I. here in the Jim and I <laughs> sitting here in the garage. <laughs> Was that R and B artist back in the nineties? Was it Jim? Two thousands. I mean, I know that's one of the that's one of the fake. What are they? The zoology or astro? Not zoology. Astrologists, like the Capricorns and the. Because yeah. I'm a I'm a. I think my son is called a Virgo. I think that's what I'm not a Leo. I'm a Virgo. You know the position of the stars in the sky when you're born have absolutely nothing to do with you. No. In the way, and they're all the but our egos. Yes. Lead us to believe that they do. Our egos lead us to everything. I am. Are you egotistical? In some ways. I feel like most human beings are. It's part of our nature. That's true. To some degree. It's true. So what area are you the most egotistical? Probably about my fandom <laughs> when it comes to my... Uh, my Your wards? <laughs> my teams. Look at my stuff. <laughs> my teams. Those of you that can't, I really wish I could draw a picture. Like, I could not draw a picture if you if if you asked me to say like hey draw a picture of a garage filled with as much memorabilia as you can possibly think of from a variety of sources yeah and include i mean he dear god he has got his jersey up here next to a signed tom brady <laughs> memorabilia as and in fact it's a little bit higher this is james in 2005 with yeah, little that's pissed a, off 18-year-old ass-looking face. I've got a lot of stuff in here in that, my friend. My mom did that for me, so I keep it around. But, yeah, my fandom, I feel like, you know, my college football fandom, my, my Dallas Cowboy fandom, a little bit egotistical when it comes to that sort of stuff. I love to fight with people about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go back and forth on like Twitter. Like when it goes to like knowledge? Knowledge. Like, like knowledge wise or like and just bragging rights. Like it's fun to me. That's good. Um yeah, I'm just weird, I guess. No, man, I think it's I think it's a good healthy competition to have. Because yeah. it's not you're not demeaning anyone. Like you're just literally arguing upon facts. Yeah, it's kinda like the being a part of a debate team on steroids. And when you're on Twitter, you you become a troll at times, or you, yeah, you have to deal with trolls, and it's just a never-ending war. But it's it's fun. Do you engage a lot on Twitter? Is that like your go-to forum? You know what? I have, I have like two different Twitters accounts. I've got my professional one, and I've got one for fun, and that's like my right. college football, like sports Twitter. And I just created that one within the past week, and I've had a lot of fun with it so far. Just going back and forth with people and talking shit i mean it's great so you have a shit talking one and a professional yeah, yeah. one <laughs> you gotta you gotta separate the two i i have i have that with uh with facebook i have my normal facebook that i'm not really on anymore yeah it's my jared scott one um but then i have my other one that i do all of my other mm-hmm. engagements in but i i've used um because i've only done twitter x I, I guess we have to call it x yeah you know? i've only been on that i feel like for a year i really like, like it hasn't it. been very long i like it it's fun I find myself on Twitter or Instagram more and, and more so on Instagram because of the reels, which are, I guess, TikToks. I'm just finding out they're just, you know, what used to be called vines. Yeah, yeah. They're just recycled. And they just shoot them down from TikTok to Instagram and they're called reels on Instagram. And I've got a few groups that I just send reels to all day. 
And I know you get mad at me hilarious. for not. You don't check. I don't. I don't get on Instagram because I don't. I don't reels. Yeah. Like I. I feel like I, there's times on when on X I'm like okay this is you know you've heard the term doom scrolling. I was like yeah. this is doom scrolling and I try not to do that. I try to be as positive about it or just watch random shit mm-hmm. like um like Caddyshack came on the other day on a Twitter thing and I was like it was like hey you can it was some dude that illegally pirated Caddyshack and put it up on Twitter. Yeah. And, or X. And I was just watching that for 45 minutes and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine though, just sitting and, and viewing a whole bunch of random stuff, but like they're hilarious. I can't, it's like, it's so addicting. It is, but is I it, can't, I can't handle and, and juggle multiple different apps besides, you know, the two that I'm, that I gravitate towards more, more the most, which is Twitter and Instagram, but I can't have TikTok and I can't have Facebook. I can't like go bounce in between all of them. I have to have, at least two. You have a boundary. Yes, That's there good. is a boundary there. I am. Um, I yeah. Facebook. I, I guess I could get on Instagram. Instagram just seems more like Facebook. Facebook is a good mend uh, or blend of like Twitter or X and, and Instagram because it's this like the narcissism of Facebook social and then the narcissism of Twitter public. Mm-hmm. Like those are the exact same thing. But I don't know. I, I just don't like Instagram. And I can't do TikTok. I refuse. Yeah, I had a I horrible don't. experience with TikTok like... I don't use that. Eight years ago. And since then, I will never, ever do I don't, TikTok I don't again. feel the need to have all of these different accounts. And it, it becomes to the point where it's very consuming. Mm-hmm. Not only of your time, but your brain space. And then you kind of get desensitized towards a lot of stuff. Yeah. Based on the ignorant comments and you just, you get kind of triggered at times and you just like put your phone down and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like Facebook is just a, it's a dying dinosaur that mainly old people use nowadays. I'm thinking about just axing it, getting rid of it. I don't know. Well, and I don't it, use it that much. I, I'm not sure, you know, they, in Facebook in general, like their parent company is meta. Now they've gotten away from just being Facebook, but Facebook is still huge. Yeah. I mean, I feel like more people still log into Facebook every single day yes. than any of the other apps. Yeah. I would say depending on like the age range. Yeah. That's it true. may differ, but I can't imagine my kids. I mean, they're seven, five and two. I can't imagine my kids being like their first social media app or first four or five is going to be, I want a Facebook. Yeah. No. I can see them wanting a TikTok or a Snapchat, yeah. which scares the shit out of me. Right. That one's just a whole nother monster. Your kids have. No, that, they don't have that. Smart. No. Smart. They don't have any of that. There's no getting away from a phone though. Right. No. In middle they, school. They have, they have YouTube. They love YouTube. Yeah. And I they, think YouTube can be safe. Yes. I love YouTube. Like it can be safe when you have the specific settings on and things like that. But I love YouTube. That's where I consume most of my content, like as far as video. And I will just play it in the background while I'm doing things. We have it here, 127 episodes. I mean, plus we've we've have some episodes we've recorded them in. Like we can't, we can't air that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you have it in the back. So what do you? No. What do you? So when it's just in your headphones in the background and you're listening, is it? Do you? Do you just let the algorithm take over your day? Or are you like, man, I'm really select, feeling it's either college like a, football or I'm really feeling golf. It's, it, it, it's a spectrum from paranormal to sports to M- podcasts. Murder mystery. Murder mystery. Like it, it just bounces all over the place and the algorithm does give me some good stuff. Yeah. So like earlier I was listening to an interview 
which I love interviews too. Um, Vlad TV, which is this, this guy that interviews like a whole lot of rappers and things like that. But he also interviews pop culture people and politicians. And he had Carlos Mencia on recently. Oh yeah. And I remember how big he was back when we were like in high school, the two thousands, he was really big. Yeah. And then the whole controversy with him and Joe Rogan and, He's, uh, you know, stealing jokes, supposedly. I thought Car- it, Carlos Menstelia. I thought he did. I he, thought even Carlos Mencia was like, yeah, but we borrow from each other all his, the time. Yeah. But his was like almost a blatant rip And off. his um, defense was, you know, I've videotaped every show that I've done since 1994. If you want to go back and, you know, rewatch any of them, feel free. And if there is a joke that I stole, let me know. And I'll apologize and we'll, do, we'll address it. But nobody's came to me and specifically told me this joke is stolen or this joke is stolen. And I feel like it's hard. It's so subjective in that world of comedy. Everyone uses similar verbiage or expression because it's all emulated from someone that came before. Yeah. It's an, it's an art form that is is built upon itself. Do you think that that would have, that in any way helped Joe Rogan propel himself? I feel like it was because he certainly didn't have negative press from it that much because i don't remember seeing a lot of negative stuff about joe rogan at the time i remember seeing a lot of it was negative about carlos mencia just because i mean he got brutalized in the south park episode as well yeah i think he lost his show he had on like he was, lost was it comedy lot, central yeah. that he had a show yeah he had a show on comedy central who had the show um, around on like around, abc um, family was that oh that was george lopez that was george lopez yeah his show was around um the time when you know, Chappelle's show was real big and it was coming to an end. And then Carlos Messia's yeah. show was about to get started. And actually, um, Dave Chappelle was supposed to be a part of the Messia show and it was supposed to be like a, a duo type thing. But oh, no shit. Yes. And Dave Chappelle left the network altogether. We all yeah. know yeah. how that went down. Ending the best sketch comedy, you know, show of all time. Arguably. I don't know about all time, but it was it a really my, great show. Yes. But yeah. Um, See, I watch sh- strange shit like that on YouTube, and that's what I use it for. I play, I pay for the uh, premium, so I can like turn my phone black, and it'll still play. Typically, if you're playing YouTube and you, you know, you turn your phone off, they turn your phone stops. off, it, it stops. But I, I do premium, and you can like minimize it and stuff like that. But that's that what must I be use. Nice. That's, I mean, that's yeah. do you use it for music too? Sometimes. Sometimes, but mainly music's just Spotify. Yeah. We're so consumed in all these apps. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I like the, the, the positive that comes around it. Cause I feel like, especially with me, if I was left just to my head and my normal devices that I had, and by that, I mean my own personal devices that I had growing up, I wouldn't be able to be as successful and with it as I am today. Yeah. Like having that quick disconnect for 20, 30 minutes, whenever I need it at the end of the night is great. Or, you know, you need five minute break, a five minute cool down. You can use that. But I don't know. I, I, I see, I see them still as a benefit, but I also see it as, I feel like in general, most people don't know as much as they used to. I feel like they know random stuff, like you said. Yeah. Just, but at the same the time, things. you know, you ask a normal person on the street, Hey, do you know who Jeffrey Epstein is? They, they probably, they probably won't know that he was a you know serial child rapist and sex trafficker sex trafficker yeah and all these elites were a part of it but we don't get to know who in the elites were really a part of it because oh well, hang on a second let me go check my phone i got this game i was playing 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's just People it's interesting. People games on their phone, I just don't get. Well, it's just that gaming culture. I mean, it just kind of bleeds over into everything. Yeah. And I, I like games. I, I have... I have gotten away from playing games. I'm pouring this drink so slow. I mean, I understand on consoles on and, and PCs, but on your phone, it's, it's kind of well. When strange. I strange when I stop having time to play on console, I tried to find time to play on my phone more, just because I could. You know, if I've got ten minutes of downtime at somewhere, I, I need to just do nothing with my mind but monotony. I can yeah. play a game, but the yeah, it's the people that still will spend you know hundred bucks. A month on their on their game on their phone yeah for a free app it's like my kids wanting roblox and investing imaginary coins and things like that based on you know nothing and and you've got to pay for these things and roblox you can really is a big get deal you could get in over your head it's kind of like uh computer legos <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it reminds digital me of. digital just, legos yeah like minecraft it's i mean it's cool it, it kind of stimulates mind yeah and you know it does if, if, especially if they're using it constructively yeah they're and creating not destructively things. right like when we were kids we would play grand theft auto and we would use that destructively yes we would not play any yes. of the missions yes or invest you would any just of our drive time around and kill people yeah we would just drive around and do nothing yeah. and murder and pillage and mm-hmm. wreck things get get to f- see how full how long you can stay at five stars yes and yeah. then and buddy you're tagged in what do you mean used to we did that when gta 5 came out i've always done that and the new one's coming out next no 2025 the trailer just dropped yeah have you seen it i've seen the trailer how is it how does it look that good does graphics really look that good nowadays because i haven't played like a game on a new i mean it's cutting edge piece uh console in forever so on a ten thousand dollar pc it really will look probably really Real, similar to realistic. that. They can run that engine, but on like a PS five or, I mean, it's still going to be incredible. These new engines and this, the, the new um, unreal engine. It's just, it's just mad. It's, it's super weird, but more so on PC. Yeah. PC. You can just, cause you can control the engine on that. You can control the graphics. You can, I mean, we need Joseph here for this. So that he can nut Dang up it. to it. Cause he's like, Jared, you don't know what you're talking about. As he listens in. He always says he doesn't listen to it, but then he'll make a comment oh, yeah, about an episode. Be like, dude, you listen to us. You listen to us with your hands. He loves it. We miss you. We do. Come back. Um, but no, I, I I think mostly GTA 6 will be the exact same thing. I think it'll be just an avenue for people to, for the most part, get on and just act horribly. Like purge-style tendencies. Yeah, yeah. But... We, that's because we did that growing up. And I don't necessarily see the generation of kids that really get into Roblox and really get into Minecraft being those same kids. Because generally, if you're a huge Roblox, huge Minecraft, you're not necessarily a Call of Duty. You're not necessarily a first-person shooter anymore. Like, they're they're clicking out. At least I see that in, in, in most kids. I could yeah. be well off just because I see them so young. And then their parents are like, are oh, in- you're 12. You can shoot guns in a game. Yeah, my kids are still into Minecraft and Roblox and Fortnite and like Doom. Remember Doom back Doom in the day legit. on Super Nintendo? Yes. Man, that was one of my favorite games. Duke Nukem? Yes. Did you ever play yep, Duke Nukem? Yep, sure did. I love those games. I still try to play them every once in a while with the boys, but I still don't terrible. think anything beats the stress and anxiety of Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. 
Did you ever play that? Oh, yeah. I played it on the antiquated, you know, PCs back in yeah. the yeah. 90s. Did you ever get to play with the floppy disk? Yes. Where you put in the big-ass floppy disk that's the size of, like, a paperback book? and Yeah. That, it's amazing to think that we, what we have gone through in just our lifetime. So here's the thing. Do you believe tech is evolving our society in a progressive, beneficial way or a harmful kind of way. I don't think the tech has anything to do with it. I mean, it's a tool. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as, as a society, as humans, we're getting away from basic common values so much that that's what's separating us. It has nothing to do with the technology. But the you technology don't think the technology expedi- is influencing that frame of thought? Maybe expediting it, but not influencing it. Because as humans, that's what we've always done. We've always tried to get better at doing something. Like we take something, we do it for a while, and then we get better at it. Yeah. We, we always want to build better. I think the intake of more information very instantaneously throughout your everyday life can run your, your biological clock into the ground because your your anxiety goes up. You're, you're, you're maybe pissed off or you're, or you're overexerting yourself based on whatever it is you're doing, whatever type of content you're consuming, it just revs us up, man. I feel like it revs us up and it runs us into the ground. Like, you can stare at your screen for 10 minutes and feel slightly tired because of the the LED light. Yeah, the blue light effect. Just everything, yeah. It just does something to us Yeah, that's not healthy. Um, Physiologically and psychologically i guess but do you think i mean because really back in the day that's what most people did is they would go home and they would let the tv wash over them every single night so we still have it and then you would go to bed you'd lay in bed and Mm -hmm. even now most people lay in bed and if they're not watching tv they're looking on their phone they're working on their tablet i mean there's there's a few people at least in the world i think that still read yeah. Before. That's the most healthy thing you can do for your mind. Yeah. But I think it just, it depends also on what you're reading. Like, are you in a book club that's reading about, that's loud. Sorry, you're giving me that. No, when you, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you have, you're reading in a book club or you're having discourse about what you're reading can stimulate and. But what are you reading? Create new imagery in your mind about what you're reading and you can project new things. But if you're reading it alone, it's still healthy as hell for you because you, you really just you create your own world and you create the own your, the scenario that's playing within the book in your mind. And it's just, it's stimulation that is healthy in my opinion versus stimulation from scrolling. Right. Right. But what I was going to get at is what it also depends. I think what you're reading, like, are you reading mm-hmm. a soft core porn in your group? Are you reading <laughs> a historical nonfiction in your group? Are you reading like a Dan Brown novel or are you reading twilight? Yeah. Nothing against Twilight. I heard they were great books. So you're saying, depending on the type of I think, genre I think, I think it all depends. I think the the phone and technology is just a tool, and it all matters with what you're allowing the tool to be brought into you. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you feeding yourself with? Are you on Instagram and you're looking at funny videos? And then, what are the funny videos? Like, are they funny videos of like just really random stupid shit? Like dogs doing, I mean, I see every once in a while, I followed one page, I guess somehow, and it's just like random dog videos. And I was like, well, this is terrible. How do I get this off? 
Yeah. Um, and then I see another video where it's like a kid and he's, he's running around playing and then he falls and he hurts himself. And I'm like, okay, this could be funny, but then at the same time, it's like a little kid falling and hurting themselves. And right. It just kind of depends, I think, on what you... If you're watching vulgarity and, you know, terrible things through your phone and you're consuming that content, no matter if it's through your phone or you're watching VHS for that matter, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your behavior and your outlook on things. Your social patterns will change. So, I mean, tech does have a beneficial effect and it does have a negative effect depending on how you let it consume you. Like you said, I mean, everything in my opinion is good in moderation. So, Oh yeah. And as long as you're not using it, in a self-destructive way, detrimental yeah. type of way, then I think it's okay. Um, I think the biggest problem is is you know is no one has ever been good at moderating themselves. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> what this device allows you to do is to not because you know it used to be if you're going to watch something that's detrimental, you're going to watch something that's bad. You never just necessarily did it all the time by yourself. You'd go out to a movie or you'd be hanging out with friends and you'd be indulging this stuff together. But now it's just, it's constantly around you. And if your algorithm, it just feeds you more of what you see. And so you spend right. a couple of days where you're like, oh, I'm going to look up this new stuff. Oh, there's a couple of fights. Oh, there's a couple of news articles about the war or about social injustice, whatever you want to, you know, your little bandwagon is. Then that's all you're going to be fed. And it just, it's just bad. It's just bad. It's, but still it's bad and good. It's bad and good. Um we can agree on that. Yeah. Which don't just people don't consume too much. Don't overconsume what you're consuming. And if you are gonna overconsume, make sure that you do it in a safe way. You swing by a local place that sells things to get you in that um overconsumed way, for example, like Rocket Brews, and then make it home safe and enjoy your night. That's right. I Check out Rocket Brews. Brews. On Amarillo Boulevard, old Route 66, try out the Rocket Special, my favorite. All right, so let's 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 go down this road real quick. Let's say we want to open up a Rocket Brew style here in South Amarillo, Southwest Amarillo. We'll call it Rocket Blues Brews, Rocket Brews Bros, something like that. Where would be the best location? Man, because I kind of feel like 45th. It depends. I feel like I would we would gain more people around 45th, 34th. But I feel like since everything else is being if, pushed more southwest. If maybe- Jesse and Alex were to expand their their product and their brand, and if we were to start one as well, I think uh, 45th and Bell would be a great place, or 34th and Bell. I feel like we would lose Coulter. it. I feel, like, I feel like 45th and Bell over here by that United is not the best place. Yeah, it's kind of congested. You know, the there's one thing that I always thought would sell, right? And that being everyone in Amarillo loves their coffee and they love their tea, right? That's true. I always thought, wouldn't it be cool to open up, you know, a kind of Eskimo hut, rocket brews, infused type of uh, establishment where you sell spiked tea. You have different Ooh. different flavors of tea. And they're all spiked, and you can get different shots put in them. I think that would be awesome. Or, or if Jesse and Alex at Rocker Brews, they should adopt that. Have some spiked teas on their menu. That would be great. I like that. 
but yeah spike tees but, but would you want it to be like they have it where it's a i mean they've got a drive-through yes. they've got um you know a, a, an area that you can go in you can buy refrigerated alcohol you can buy lots of different snacks i mean they've got cool yeah. rocket brews that gear cool. they've got a lot of stuff that you can almost only find there like yes. they explicitly exclusive stuff yeah and they do they they have exclusive candies and, and things that are not found anywhere near here maybe closer down by the border, yeah. but you, you've got to experience it. And I think having a place on this side of town would be challenging at first, but I think with time it would expand, it would grow, and maybe somewhere you know, in this vicinity like where I live, 45th Bell vicinity, 45th Coulter might be a good spot. Because I'm not going to lie. I feel like, and this is, I, I'm not trying to knock Eskimo Hut at all. I've been to Eskimo Hut plenty of times. Great. But great I place. feel like Eskimo Hut reminds me of college. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of being 21 and dumb. Whereas I feel like Rocket Brews is just completely different. Right. I feel like it is it is like I could walk in and see anybody there. Now I go I drive by Eskimo Hut and I kind of see people, but that seems more of just like a like a like a toot and totem light. Mm-hmm. You know that sells alcohol, yeah, as opposed to Rocket Brews, where I feel like it's a lot more like I'm going and I'm paying good money for something that was made well. made with love, not a machine that spits out daiquiri yeah, yeah. slush. And you can tell the people that are working but, at, at Rocket know. Brews that they care, that they're good and people. Nothing to knock on Eskimo Hut, but you know, I just think with with more creativity and more love put into the product, it just it's so much better. And I feel like Rocket Brews has wrap that into their brand and to yeah. their influence and their touch on things. And it's just immaculate every time it is. So, it is. but spike T, I mean, don't you think that would be a pretty cool, like, uh, I do. You can, I mean, cause one of the best selling, in my opinion, one of the best sweet teas is peach tea. Mm-hmm. And so you do a tea, sweet tea with peach schnapps yeah, and that would be delicious. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, that is people love their coffee. And their tea in the South Amarillo. I don't know how many new coffee places, how many new tea places. I mean, we, a tea, you know, we have Water Still, HTO, Texas Tea. Those are the main three. And with coffee, it's just oh, endless. So many. Dutch Bros. There's one on um, Western now by the yeah. Waffle House. What is that? Seven Western something? by Waffle House. Yes. It, it just opened up and it's got neon lights. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right over there by that gas station too. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember driving by and thinking the same thing. It's like seven, but yeah, neon looks really cool. It has like a seven and their the logo. The Dutch brothers are out everywhere. You remember there were um, on Georgia and 34th where the guy with the rugs used to yes. always be. Now that's yeah. like a Dutch brothers. No, that's a, uh, um, what is that one called? It's a different one. I know it. Yeah, I've been there several times. It's a scooters. Scooters. There scooters are new as yeah. well. But the but guy he, with rugs, poor guy. He's still there though. Is he? He's he just like moved, moved over. over. I'm like, nice. when they started to build, I was like, where's that guy going to go? He's been there forever. Yeah. I feel like, but yeah, for five years straight, I saw the exact same white tiger and nobody <laughs> ever bought it. And I, I always want to go up and ask him and be like, Hey man, you know, like how much your rugs? And I feel like he'd be like, man, that's $600. And I'm like, well, no wonder you don't sell yeah. any rugs, bro. Yeah. Um, it can't be impressive. They stuck around this long though. Yeah. Shout out to you. Rug guy. You rug guy. Well done. Um, I don't know, coffee. Like what about alcoholic coffee? <laughs> no, I'm like an Irish. What is it? Irish cream. Yeah. Irish coffee yeah. would be really good. Generally though. I think 
I think Rocket Brews does well because most of the time I see a lot of people, you know, they get their coffee and their tea in the morning. And you just can't have spiked coffee and tea in the you morning. You can't. But where better than to have that except for Hodgetown? Mm-hmm. You even put it downtown. Yeah. Amarillo needs to do that. We need to make our downtown alcohol friendly. Because one thing our downtown does not have a problem of, it is violence and alcohol. Okay, and well, let's let's talk downtown. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because our downtown's terrible about that. Let's, let's talk downtown. Summer. How about that? All right. Shit. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Oh, there's a rabbit hole for our downtown? I mean, the direction, the previous regime, what they've done, oh, the past... Yeah. The new city hall is being built. Are they going to demolish the one next to Todge Town? Because that's a pretty cool looking building. I think so. Like, I mean, come on, man. Why? What else? That's are you all we do. do. With that building. That's all we do is demolish buildings. All we do is is build and, and spend. build paved parking lots. But, build, spend, but we can't keep up our parks. That's our parks thing. look we'll terrible. We'll go into that one next. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's part of the downtown get, problem. Get nope on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need in yeah. Amarillo. We need a Leslie Nope Leslie type nope. character. Um, I don't know. I've been pretty happy with Cole Stanley. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot less publicity behind what our local government is doing now. Maybe they're just not trying to do as much. But yeah, the new city hall is just unnecessary. It's in the old Amarillo Hardware Building that is right behind you know right field. Yeah. At Hodgetown. It's because Do we the, really need that? No. No. Like the building that's next to Hodgetown has been there for a, a long time, probably since yeah. the 60s, 70s. It's a nice building. Yeah. But that's going to be gone. Um, I get it. It's a long-term investment to attempt an attempt to modernize and beautify downtown Amarillo when nobody is wanting to spend a lot of time and money in downtown Amarillo when everything is being pushed Southwest Randall. Right. And that's, that's happened since the seventies and eighties when Amarillo started to become more developed in the Southwest region of town with Amarillo high opening being rebuilt over here and all that. But I'm all for the revitalization of downtown and making it somewhat of what it used to be because it used to be the hub of where everyone went there were tons of stores, markets. Polk Street was beautiful. Now it's just a shell of itself, which we, we have rescued some buildings and got some new businesses rolling, you know, on yeah. Polk Street in downtown, which I love to see. It's just part of the fabric of our town. But and I hate it. I hate to see it just disintegrate into nothing. I, I would like for a little bit more to be pushed downtown. But I know that's not the popular idea. Well, the problem is, is there's nothing to do nine to five in downtown except for eat and go to work and drink. There's, well, <laughs> well, after yeah, that's what not, I mean. Not during nine yeah, to five. Yeah, like there's no there's but. no tourist draw right, to that, downtown Amarillo for them to spill, spend money. We have a huge tourist draw on I forty. That's mm-hmm. why we have hotels. Like we're constantly, we've got hotels lining I forty. You can't yeah. go down I forty and not travel half a mile and see five hotels. But no one, there's nothing drawing people when they come to Amarillo or drive through Amarillo to exit and go I was, downtown. Like, I was listening to a podcast. It was, it was a sports podcast, but they got the, the, um, the, the city mayor of Oklahoma City on their podcast, and they were talking about the development of downtown Oklahoma City and things. 
and he was just uh, referring to them wanting to build a new um, sports arena for the basketball team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he made the comment that we don't want to be Amarillo. We don't want to make the same mistakes they did. And we've done a good job the past 25 years. But there was a time where we could have went down the Amarillo way and Oklahoma City would have just tanked. And I was like, damn. Amarillo's really held itself back. And Oklahoma City, a city that's kind of similar, which has boomed, and primarily because of the downtown has grown and expanded and they've yeah. brought, you know, attractions down there, businesses. And that city's kind of flourished and blossomed while Amarillo's went away from their downtown. Yeah. And we are just kind of stagnant. Everybody passes through, but nobody really stops for that long. Musicians don't come here. No. We don't have the best, you know, we do have a good double uh, A baseball team which I'm thankful for, but we don't get a whole lot of other big attractions that come through town. Not anymore. Not anymore. But Oklahoma City, back when they needed to make the move, they made the move, and they're better for it. They're yeah. flourishing, you know? Yeah. And Amarillo turned it down, turned it down, turned down things like that, ideas like Oklahoma City. And that's why Amarillo is what it is, you know, compared to Oklahoma City where they they took on all of those new developments and those new challenges and – now it's a bustling hub. Yeah, the vision, the visionaries for Amarillo from the '60s to now just lost it. Uh, you'll know this. I don't know this. Um, what is the deal that happened with Lyndon Johnson about the Air Force Base getting closed down here? Because yeah. didn't we? We had an Air Force Base here. Yes, it had closed down in the '60s. Well, yeah, uh, but it was something. It was something I could have sworn. Remember, I heard it from someone, or I read it somewhere, that it was because Lyndon Johnson was mad at, at Amarillo because, or mad at, at citizens of Amarillo, or someone did something in Amarillo. I'm, I'm going to sound like an idiot if I'm just completely making this up. But I could have sworn that it was a because of that specific decisions were made. So. Primarily, it was due to a lack of funding. The base was closed on September 15, 1946. During the Korean War, the base was reactivated in 1951. During that time, the Amarillo Air Force Base was the very first Air Force Base to feature all jet mechanic training. It was again named a permanent base in 1954. It's just a little history factoid for you. But as far as the uh, the shutdown... I don't know exactly. I can't, I can't remember, but it, I think it was due to the presidential influence at the time. But um, that was a really huge staple in our community, in our neighborhoods. You know, we, yeah. had, we had the Highland Park neighborhood created. You know, the Hamlet um, community was a, where a lot of air, airmen lived and families grew up, all in that northeast part of Amarillo and it's just once that closed down a lot of things changed but it wouldn't surprise me there is this picture of Lyndon B. Johnson yelling at the pilots of a nearby plane to cut their engine off so that John F. Kennedy could speak as JFK is seen trying to calm him down taken during the 1960 presidential campaign in Amarillo, Texas see and that's <laughs> another crazy thing to think that we would have as a major focal point a presidential candidate come through and stop in Amarillo. Trump, Trump didn't come by. I feel like Bill Clinton was spoke at WT 10, 15 <laughs> years ago, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure Bush was here. 
You know, we have enough rich people here. Um, I'm sure some of them knew Bush or knows Bush. Interesting fact. You know, we we all know Elwood Park as being, you know, like bum city. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. It was um, really bad about five years ago. Roosevelt spoke there back in the day. Huge speech, huge event. Yeah, and that was the centerpiece of um, some history of that's very unknown to a lot of people. See, and I think that's that's kind of Amarillo's biggest problem is we don't know what we're proud of. I keep seeing that. I keep seeing a lot more and hearing a lot more people talking about how Amarillo is more like Austin, and you know we're really artsy and we've got a you know we need to take care of our artists and we've got a lot of musicians. But nothing about the history, because I'm sure our history, when we re- get to a certain point, a lot with a lot of other places is, is terrible. We've done terrible things and terrible things have happened here. But there's no there doesn't seem to be a lot of pride in where Amarillo was. It seems like a lot of let's innovate. Let's get going. Let's be, you know, not necessarily politically progressive, but let's be progressive and let's grow and let's expand as opposed to slowing down and thinking, what do we want like, did we really want a $60 million stadium? Is that what the majority of Amarilloans, Amarilloans? Amarilloans. The people I, of Amarillo wanted? The, I guess the elite wanted that and they got it. Well, the elite always get what they want, but yeah. that's well, that's ignoring the question. And I think the people, the public, wanted a new civic center, a new coliseum, but the elite thought that ours yeah. was adequate enough. Yeah. But it's, so it's we didn't not. get that. It's not. No. But we do need we do need a new city hall, clearly, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, it seems like we need more parking sometimes. Yeah, because of the the boom in the hotels that we've got down there now. Yeah, which and, is and not which necessarily is parking I mean, garages. I mean, no. we could level a couple of those buildings and put up parking garages. We have a lot of tor- her- terrible, terrible buildings mm-hmm. in the downtown Amarillo. Well, like area. the 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 Herring Building. Which is used to be a hotel. I took a tour of that five years ago, and it's a beautiful building. Yeah. It's been around since the turn of the century, and that's not a terrible building. No, they do not need to tear that down. They need to revitalize it, making into into some type of affordable housing or something, condominiums or something, because it, it's just an it's massive. It's it's beautiful building. Yeah. It's, it's it's massive. There was a sister building in Oklahoma City that has been renovated. There's one in Kansas City that's almost identical that's been wow. renovated, which. Why the city of Amarillo won't allow that one to be bought and renovated is beyond me. Because what our um, our tour guide, who is a historian of the building, told us that it would cost maybe fifty million to buy it, somewhere around there. And there was there was a couple people investors that wanted to purchase it and renovate it, but we're told it's not going to happen city of Amarillo is not going to let them do that. So why they kind of just walked away from the project and from the negotiations and everything, which I don't understand. Like that's a building that they said would cost way too much to demolish. Is it so it's built so well. And at this point I would think it's on the registry to, to be a historic building. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It used to be the nicest hotel in between Dallas and Denver and it's just sitting there. That's crazy. And it's been vacant since the 70s. Well, if we ever win that billion-dollar lottery, I say we do that. I say we buy Shoot, man, that's a cool building. that building, and then we pay to have it. What, so what would you do? What would be your dream? Would it be to make it an, a very upscale hotel, but like upscale in the sense of the top two, three floors are incredibly 
upscale and expensive and then you just tear it down so that you get people that are paying 50 bucks a night and you get people that are paying 500 yeah or would you do affordable housing would you do condos i don't know i think that would kind of (laughs) ruin i feel like condos wouldn't sell yeah i feel like the condos that we are the affordable housing might but it's that would just bring in a lot of the wrong crowd see i i think I, i think affordable housing I think if you own it, you could do affordable housing, and I think there's no problem with doing some kind of an actual vetting. I mean, it's very yeah. clear that if, we have a lot had, of people yeah. in Amarillo that yeah. that that need affordable housing that are amazing people and would take so much pride and joy and care for it. And then obviously you have the shit bags. But. Yeah, and I guess the demand I guess isn't isn't strong enough for something to that nature. Maybe a hotel yeah. in the future would be viable. I yeah. think a very nice hotel, kind of like what they did with the Barfield, which is Have you stayed a there gorgeous yet? building. No, we haven't stayed there, but we've we've walked around, you know, in the lobby, and we went down to the speakeasy yeah. downstairs. That's yeah. pretty cool. I like what they did to the place. It's very nice. Yeah, it is. They it's incorporated very nice. a lot of Amarillo history into it, and it's in a very less than desirable area of downtown. It's on uh what is that, Polk and But I mean the building maybe? the building next to it has been under construction for what? Aren't the building next to it under construction? The Barfield? Yeah. Am I thinking of the wrong one? Yeah, area? you're thinking of the wrong one. Okay. I'm the one that's the on the area. corner that was newly renovated within no, the past yeah, three I years. Know, I know. I know I know where I know what building I'm talking about, but I may not be getting correct probably what's next to it. There there's this small parking lot next to it, and then there's uh, where the burger bar used to be, which it was like five other restaurants since then. And then next to that is that the T-shirt place, which has been shut down forever. And then you have the um, the I mean, old Woolworth building, which is a bar, um, that tequila bar, and then they have a club upstairs, and it used to be a jazz bar inside, which I at one time was a bankruptcy court building. So that's what all that is. But it's a beautiful building, and I'm glad that they revitalized it because it it does bring a lot of um, good traffic to downtown. Well, and I think the Embassy Suites was a great choice Mm -hmm. as well. It's it's always busy. And they may have went back and forth between that and renovating the Herring building, Herring Hotel, which they chose Embassy, which was – Good proximity to the Civic Center and to Hodgetown, so it makes sense. Probably the best. And the City Hall building. Have you ever seen those um, building, not building, the um, businesses across from Hodgetown that have been empty for all this time since 2019? Yes, the whole time. Like nothing's in there. Nothing's in and going There's a Joe Taco that they put in there. Yeah. And that probably only gets business during the season. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in those I, don't, I can't imagine there. And see, that's the thing. You you would have to have something good in those shops for people to come. Just, and we don't have the people, traffic. There's not enough traffic flowing through downtown. Yeah. It's, it has improved, but it's not. But the traffic to where it in downtown is terrible because yeah. you've got semis that have to go downtown. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. It's a terrible. And I'm sorry. I think it's a terrible location to attempt to revitalize when everything else in Amarillo is moving Southwest Mm -hmm. and you want to bring people to an area that is not great. I think actually, I think the child, I think the child birth rate of Potter County is slightly higher than that of Randall County inside the city of Amarillo. 
Um, but the majority of Potter County is older residents. Mm-hmm. And that's the proximity. And especially with this new Kids Inc. stuff that's going to be going out. It's going to boom On I-27, you're going to have to have yeah. hotels out there. You're going to have to have restaurants out there. You're going to have to have shopping out there. That's going to be massive yeah. in 15, 20 years. That's where we need a fucking strip mall. Yeah. You put a strip mall yeah. out there around that, man, you're going to make... You know me, though. I'm like a fucking dinosaur. Like I love history and saving buildings and revitalizing things, refurbishing things, repurposing things, whatever. Yeah. I, I hate to see downtown um, eventually just be an afterthought. But like you said, the, the town has always developed in the southwestern direction, and that's... The direction it's going to it's where people in Amarillo exponentially want to go to drown. grow. I mean, yeah, it's a big plyo lake, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, every what is it? Every few years we get a good good rain. Mm-hmm. We had a good one this year or this last year. Was it this year that we had all the flooding? Yeah, this year we had it. Yeah, this, this one in like 2015 flooding. we had a bad one. Oh, I re- I remember because it rained every single day the month of May. Yeah, and I'd never seen McDonald Lake flood like that. Like I remember driving through just to Lawrence just Lake to drive through, yeah. That hadn't flooded since I think um, the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a picture that was going out. Yeah. That was a, a he's a friend of my grandparents. He was the one in the canoe or one of the guys oh, in the really? canoe. Yeah, but th- that's crazy. Yeah, everything's growing that direction. So yeah. I mean, downtown is just it, it. It has gotten better over the years, but things do not stay alive for long downtown businesses no. come and go yeah restaurants come and go which i i hate well and see that's the interesting thing because even at um over by fort god on on sansi and hillside uh what is that up there by synergy and stuff like that what's that called town square town square yeah that's even businesses too. in town Shit. square yeah don't last for very long well, they, they don't make it affordable enough for people to be able to rent those spaces no i'm talking about the businesses the businesses don't don't well, last yeah. very long either because they all too. they but, all want to go but, and serve fifty dollar mimosas. They, well, because they're paying you know five grand a month in rent exactly or more exactly. So. Yeah, I am. Um, what is it? Is like a two bedroom, three bathroom for fourteen hundred something like that. Yeah, drop it so people can afford it. Where and I don't understand where all these people are working. Where the fuck are they working? That is one thing. There, there are a lot. Of, there are there are apparently <laughs> a lot of high paying jobs in Amarillo. To be able to afford well, damn it. all let of these me, let me new find homes, them. yeah, seriously, we're we're in the <laughs> we're in the wrong business for that. Pantex is really big, Bell's really big, BSA is really big. Hell, what is it? Uh, traveling nurses, yeah. traveling nurses make like it's, I guess six figures. Of, there's people that work online and do things and make yeah. a shitload of money. I don't know, man, but yeah, we we hit the we hit the boat or we missed the boat. We hit the side of the boat when we were trying to jump in and got knocked off into the ocean. And we're like, well, yeah, let's do education. Well, with our um, accomplishments in life and our credentials and our experience and our education that we've financed ourselves and and put ourselves through, I mean, I think that we would qualify for some of those jobs if we just venture out of what we're doing now. But I have no doubt I could be a damn good manager of Bucky's oh, yeah, when it dude, comes to town. <laughs> I heard. Who was telling me? I think it was one of the teachers I work with the other day. She, she was talking to a friend, and I was just overhearing with their their conversation, and they were talking about how... It's called eavesdropping. Yeah, eavesdropping. There you go. 1950s way of <laughs> referring to just fucking being a creep. <laughs> eavesdrop on her. Eavesdrop on her. 
Yeah, they're talking about how the the car wash manager there is going to make over a hundred grand a year. Damn. I will say though, <laughs> car I would, wash manager. I I would not want to be a manager of any kind of customer service. Thing. Yeah, it's I would a nightmare. I I could go corporate scheduling and I could go corporate and and work with. Not that people that work in those situations aren't necessarily professional, but work in a corporate office setting, I think I would really like and enjoy to an extent. But yeah, I would not want to work with, I would not want to work at Bucky's. No. I don't, I don't think But I you would. know, if I were making a hundred grand a year, 110, 120, I would do a lot of things. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I, I would. Uh, Shameful things. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> My, uh, I don't know. It's very shocking to hear that they're paying that kind of money. But Bucky's is like, so, it's such a good uh, company. When you, you charge been to twenty, yeah, I've been to one, and I was so I was so not impressed. I don't know. Man. I was I was impressed with the um, the quality of, of a product they had. the The customer service was good. It was clean facilities. <laughs> Like I was impressed with that. that you know, that's like, that's a like, low. That's no, no, a no. low bar, no, man. No, not at all. When you go to like Chick Fil A, you are impressed by their customer service, the way that they get people in and out, the the logistics yes. of everything. Yes. That's what I mean. Like okay, it, to that extent. But at the same time, I've been in a nice Wendy's before. Shit, I've never been in a nice. You know, Taco Bell is usually one of the nicer restaurants too. In, in the lobby area? The lobby area, yeah. I'm not talking about like quality of anything else, but I'm talking about the lobby area. Taco Bell's... Of course, Taco Bell, the, the interior of Taco Bell's used to be amazing. Oh, yeah. They're, the one on the boulevard, I hate that they renovated that one because that one was so old school. Oh, did they really know? Yeah, but the, I mean, they did that probably when we were in high school, but I remember the old, old McDonald's, old Taco yeah. Bell. Old McDonald's was oh, Nintendo 64 shit, McDonald's. The best. Where? Why did that go away? No one will ever know why that went away, or no one will ever know how awesome that was. The I had, kids I had fucking birthday parties there. I think. Yeah. There. Um. I yeah. would. I would have the girls' birthday party at the one over on Tecla. We've been there before. Oh yeah. Because it's still got a really good, like, big bounce or not bouncy, uh, a play, play area. area. Yeah. Like it's really big. It wasn't very busy. Do you remember the? Um, the molded uh, different types of uh, burgers that you could sit on that were stools. Yes, back yes. in the day, Dairy Queens used to have those too. Mm-hmm. Dairy Queens used to have. Uh, we would always go to the one in Clarendon because that's where my oh, mom's I loved that had. one. Yes, and then had going it, to Greenbelt. That that it was, was so a, good. That was a that was popping back in the day. Yes. Yep. And now people are like, hey, you want to go to Dairy Queen for some steak fingers? And they're like, why would you want to go to steak fingers? Let's oh, go get dude, an acai most- bowl. Or let's go get a burrito bowl from the Chipotle. The most disgusting Dairy Queens in Fritch. We went there over the summer, and it's fucking god awful. So, summer of 2006, mm-hmm. I worked at the one in Fritch for eight weeks. I worked at serious? the Dairy Queen in Fritch wow. for eight weeks. I um, nice. We got a. Um, I can't remember if we got evicted or if our, I'm pretty sure we got evicted from our our trailer house in Lubbock <laughs> <laughs> that year, and I didn't have anywhere else to go, and so I called up my dad and I was like, "Hey, man, can I stay with you?" 
He's like, yeah, but you got to get a job. And I was like, okay. You were yeah. 18, 19? Uh, 19, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course I'll get a job. How do I get a job there? He was like, well, you can go work at Dairy Queen or you can go work in the oil rigs. And I was like, I'll go work at fucking Dairy Queen. Oh, shit. Um, how hard can that be? And I did that for two uh, or six, six to crazy. eight weeks. Dude, it was great. I, I, I mean, I worked every single day pretty much. 10 11 hours a day just to but it wasn't great enough to stay after eight weeks no because i then it was my plan was to move back to amarillo and try again to go to school yeah uh and that didn't work but i did move back to amarillo and then i worked at hastings that was when i worked at hastings at the the one over on georgia the two-story one before we that one was phenomenal yeah we used to um because you could go on the roof Uh and so when the the day ended we would go we would sit up on the roof and then we would fuck around and then we'd go to Wendy's or not Wendy's we go to Denny's yeah down the right street. across the street um, yeah. but it was funny because uh it was I was working there started in August and then they were like in the process of building the new one and we you know everyone was talking about we were going to get the new one and then it was the week end before we were going to start moving product over and the main manager was like hey I'm going to have you be our manager of the video section mm-hmm. i'm gonna make you full time i need you to help me do this this is new schedule this i was like man that's great that's good um <laughs> this is so terrible that i did this when i was 19 and stupid um i called him the next morning or i sent him a message and i was like hey man i've i've i'm not gonna be able to work anymore <laughs> like I, i've got to quit i think i told some lie about having to move out of amarillo i was like i'm just not gonna be like i'm sorry man and I just quit over the phone. I think I was out with Hastings friends, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. And How so long did you quit. work there? Like three months. <laughs> Shit. But it was, and then I left there and went to go work at Sam's. Yeah. And then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Sam's is a good job. But have you ever, that's a, that's a good question. Have you ever had a job that you just, nah, I'm not into this. I quit. Yeah, it was McCarty Hole. It's, it's the, the, com- oh, no shit. the company that distributes, you know, all the product to Toon Totems. Yeah. I worked there for like maybe two or three weeks or maybe a month. I don't, I don't remember. I was 18 and one night I was supposed to be working late (laughs) and I'm like walking around, you know, putting stuff in these totes and, you know, fulfilling these orders. And I was like, man, I'm gonna go to the restroom. I went to the restroom, just got done doing my business. And I was just thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? I hate this job. So I, I walked out of the restroom. I walked outside and I, I jumped the fence and left. Oh <laughs> shit! Never you jumped the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Did you at least pick up like a check? Oh no! I don't even. I had oh, to like man. go back up there and get my check like a week later. <laughs> oh, I was man. young, man. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I uh, I sadly enough. Um, Hastings was not the only job I did that to. I did it to. I worked for two days at the Pizza Hut. On the boulevard. <laughs> oh, nice. This was, this was the summer. That you'll, thing is demolished now. Yeah, you'll remember this because this was the summer where we worked, you and I worked at uh, Johnny Allen. Oh, okay, yeah. During that summer. And, man, it was that was a good year because we had Johnny Allen in the morning and then we had after-school program in the afternoon. And so I was. it was July and I was like, I'll just – it was like mid-June something. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have a good July check. I'm not going to have anything for August, so let me try to find a job. And I went to uh, 
drove around. I was looking for jobs, putting in applications, and I was like, man, pizza. I've always wanted to be a pizza delivery driver. Like those, <laughs> that seems like a really cool job. Sausage pizza. You know, it seems, it seems like I got your pizza, miss. It seems like <laughs> yeah. a really cool job. Yeah. And so I show up and I do it. And it's me and another guy. And they're like, hey, we're going to, we've got a spot. We want to, you know, work you guys out. So I went on two ride alongs. And the other guy was, was doing ride alongs as well. And I'm sitting there, I'm talking to the guy, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this all night. I cannot ride with Barney Five or whatever his name. I cannot ride with this dude all night. And so he came back, and I was like, hey, all right, I think I'm ready. Like, I, I don't know the area that that well. But, you know, when, when one comes in, I think I, I think I can do this. I think I can work the system. And I did it. And I delivered, like, five pizzas. Yeah. Um, and the other guy was still doing ride-alongs. And I was like, I've got this. We show up the next day. We're working halfway through. Um, and she, the manager, dude, lady, whatever it was, I can't remember, pulled me over and they're like, Hey, um, you know, we've only got one real, you know, delivery spot. And I was like, sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, this is, this, you know, I've got the job. They're like, we're going to go with the other guy. And I was like, he's the dude that's still doing the ride along. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah. He's like, but I do have a, you know, we have a position if you want to be, you know, one of the custodians. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Can I start tomorrow though? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, cool. And I just didn't show up. <laughs> didn't show up. <laughs> I just did. I think I, I, he was like, yeah, we'll order your shirt and everything. And that'll come out of your first check. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not coming back. Not coming here, back. Man. No. You're going to smell like grease every oh, day. Oh, dude, it would have been cheese. terrible. <laughs> but I was glad too, because then. I was looking on Craigslist <laughs> trying to find jobs. Man, I went to Good so many Craigslist. different job offers. Like there was these one people that were looking for a nanny <laughs> and I showed up and what they the had like a they hell? had like a clothes washing business. They washed clothes out of their house and they're like, We need a nanny. And I was like, I work at a after school program, I've taught kids. <laughs> like, Fucking weird. Yeah. And so but no, that's when I um I found the um the leather shop in Borger, Antelope Creek. Um, and they were looking for somebody to go to Sturgis with them. Sturgis Motorcycle What the Rally. hell? <laughs> and so I drove to Borger and I interviewed and I was like, man, I think this will be really fun. And he was like, all right, I'll take you. I was like, sweet. So I, he didn't have anywhere for me to stay because they were already technically booked and he was just bringing me to, to sell. Um, and so I slept in the tent on a little prison mattress for, for, for 16. So you're what, like 1920? No, this was 2009. So I was 22. Yeah. yeah I was 22. Um, wow. So I Sturgis. Slept. I've always wanted to go there. Dude, How it was, was it? It was, it was fun. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I, we went out, we closed down, um, the tent at like 10 and then we went out into the town or we went to, um, I think Buffalo chip, I think was the name of it. Mm-hmm. That's where I got to see Steven Tyler bust. Like Aerosmith was playing, and yeah. I was at it, and Steven Tyler busted and broke his nose. Are you serious? No, because it would have been raining all day. Oh. There was a tornado that hit, but it was uh, my favorite part was the dude told me he was like, "Hey, so Sturgis is like the home base for Hell's Angels, mm-hmm. and so yeah. they like own that area." He goes, "If anyone comes in and they've got one percent on their jacket, mm-hmm. you treat them with the most respect, and if they have women, don't look at them." Don't touch them. Don't talk to them. You just shut your goddamn mouth. And I was like, all right, yes, sir. And so sure enough, like three or four days in and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at this point I'm, you know, I've been drinking all day yeah. and stuff and I'm, I'm just like lubed going with up. it. Yeah. I'm all lubed up and ready to go. Dude, I lost like t- like 12 pounds too. Cause I didn't eat, but drink. None of us eat. did back then. No. 
Um, and and this dude, this lady walks in, and I'm talking to her. Well, then her 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 man walks in or whatever, and I see the one percent. I just kind of stop and go around. Well, he taps me on the shoulder after I've turned around and left his woman. Taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey, she wants to try on some chaps." And I was like, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> some assless chaps. chaps. <laughs> well, they are. That's the thing. They're assless. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yes, sir. Uh, and so I go over to her and I was just like, I was like, ma'am, do you know what size you have? And and she's she's probably like 52, 53. And she looks like she's been riding a bike and smoking and drinking for the Marble last four reds. years. Yeah. She's not. And I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, do you know what size you are? And she's like, no, sugar. I doubt. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, well, um, in order to, in order to size you for this, I'm going to need to, to get some measurements and things like that. And so I look at him and, um, I'm like, sir, you mind if I do this? He was just like, will she let you? I look at her and I was like, oh shit. What is, I was like, I'm going to get shot. And so I ask her, and she was like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You remind me of my granddaughter or something like that. She said something. Um, but I got to find this picture real quick because there were these. Your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> you remind like... her of a, her female <laughs> fucking granddaughter. I'm telling you, dude. It was messed up what she said. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. Hang on. I've got to pull it up on my Facebook because I think I have it on my Facebook. Cause That's I, funny. We did, um, I did get to meet some very interesting individuals there. Did you meet um, any celebrities or see any celebrities uh, I, other I, than Steven Tyler? Uh, I saw Steven Tyler. I think I, I'm sure I saw other ones just because there were so many people there. Kid Rock had to have been there. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude, but I, I cannot overemphasize enough how much uh, I was incredibly intoxicated the oh, entire sure. time. But yeah. this dude. Wow. What, he, what is that on the bike? Let me see it, that. He. There was a, there was an all wood grain bike that was there. There were these French fucks that came by, but then there was this dude, and he said, and he knew the owner um, that that took us down there, and it was just the most amazing conversation. This, this thing has like listening to him. taxidermy animals all over the bike, and as a fender, there's like a fox. It's a dead fox on the fender, and there's antlers on the uh, handlebars. He'd, Pretty cool. He'd been riding for 16 years. He said. He hadn't stopped. He's like, I hadn't stopped. I ride every day. I've been riding for 16 years and never stop. You know, I'll, I'll stay and I'll sleep. I'll, I'll pull over and I'll sleep on the side of the road. I'll cover up. I'll make a tent if I need to, but I don't stop. I just ride every day. Dude, that is I'm like, I don't badass. know if I believe you or not, but those people, that was a good experience. You got to so. take them for their word at that point. I mean, who would make that up? I don't know. He's old. He doesn't have anything to prove. He doesn't have an ego. No, no. <laughs> He's not like us. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's the thing, and you wouldn't expect people like that because you're right. What what would they gain by lying? Because generally, the people that do that that lie just to make themselves look better, you can tell don't have shit. Like they like they yeah. It doesn't make sense. Their lifestyle yeah. doesn't suit what they're saying. Know some people like that. I'm thinking of one. Yeah, yeah. but it, they're out there. But yeah, I mean, jobs when we were younger were just like come and go, and I hated. I hated working a lot of times, but I just knew I, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. And, and there was one point where I wanted to just be a, become a police officer, you know, say, screw it. Might as well just get into the police academy, be a police officer. That's a good, you know. It gets carry a gun all day. You get, to, you get to make a pretty good living doing that. So I, like, started to fill out the paperwork. Oh, no w- shit. Went up to the police station to turn it in and everything, and then. I ended up withdrawing my name because I had the change of heart that I wanted to finish school. So 
went back to school, took 18 hours for like two semesters straight, got it knocked out. And now I have my weekends off, holidays <laughs> off, and summers off. So here that we are. That is true. That is true. It makes it worth it, buddy. It does. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, teachers, you know, they work. Yes, they work on the weekends. Yes, they work in the summer. But it, it it's different. Yeah. It really is. Like, you, knowing that you have that time. Once you're tenured, you know, you, you, it's just like second nature, everything. It's just like yeah. you've been through it. It's like you never left. Yeah. I never I never wanted to be a cop. Um, I, th- I considered the military. I think I may have gone military had it not been, you know, I turned 18 in 2004. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was three years post-2001. I think maybe if I had turned 18 in 2001... Or maybe two thousand two. Probably, I probably would have. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have been a second thought, right? But because it was so many years after, and I got to see so much of what was going on, like, hang on a second, like, it, it's just too much, too much yeah. to be like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna involve myself. Yeah, military was really a last resort. My, you know, and there's nothing wrong with you know choosing to go to the military. My dad was in the army for for six years and then seventies and was stationed in Germany and my grandfather was in the uh the army he fought in world war ii so i mean i I love the military salute to our to our troops man whatever they do but (laughs) whatever they do doesn't matter what you guys do we're still fans amen (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. there's no way i i would have done that i just i didn't want to use my last resort you know to fall back on i just wanted to do something with myself so I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish I could go in now just so that I could be – I would love to be a drone pilot. Oh, that'd be cool. I think that would be a lot of cool. I, I think there's so many cool things now that maybe if we would have gotten in, then we might have been able to see. But I'm not smart enough to do like – maybe I'll be. Maybe I would have been smart enough to get into coding and do computer sciences if I'd have really gotten into it in high school and trained my brain that way. But now I think – getting into it as long as you're not going into like infantry you're not yeah. going you know, not to be a grunt boots on the ground type yeah. of situation that's but. some scariest thing you can put your especially your family with, through yourself through yeah. everything especially with our government now yeah like now it's very much more obvious how much these people do not care about everyone else except for themselves you know it was it was nice to be able to grow up with that vision of adults are a lot smarter than us they've got it all figured out there's a grandiose plan with our government and and now there's we're adults we realize no most people are in fact dumber than us like i was looking forward to growing up and being one of the not smart people then i find out that i'm actually one of the smart people and everyone (laughs) else is dumb and it's like shit it's not what i was wanting to have happen when you're younger you you just tend to think everyone that's older so much smarter but you know there are colleagues that are older than me that i've come across that are just plain stupid and i know people that are 10 years younger than me that are twice as smart as the older people it's just crazy yeah. it really age doesn't matter as far as intelligence you just got to have a a will to learn and, and apply what you've learned you know some well, people just aren't a, you know willing to do that yeah and I, and it's and it's amazing just the perspective change cuz you know I had this conversation earlier today with Eric um how now that I'm on the I'm I mean I'm closer to 40 I can already feel 40 
like I'm already making goals of I want to make sure I have this done before I'm 40 because I'm 37 now. I've got two and a half years left. Um, I never once thought that it would be such short time between like 21, 22 and, and this age. It flies. Like 2009, 2010 seems, seems like weeks ago. Like it seems like it did not happen that fast. Yeah. That's when my son was born in 2009 and he's already almost 15 and it's just, it's wild. And it doesn't slow down. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know? And I think that, I, I think about that sometimes as I'm like, man, I've only got a few summers left with these girls where they actually want to do shit with me. Yeah, I think about like that stuff all the time. They're excited about that. Yeah. yeah. And you're, I mean, yours, you're 15. I mean, yeah. you only got three 15, left. Two left. Well, 14, 12. And uh, 10, and Maida is 13, soon to be 14. So they're all in that same like age range from freshman in high school all the way to fifth grade. Yeah. It's just wild. It's wild. And, you know, if four years from now, son will be out of high school. My youngest son will almost be out of high school. Daughter will be Getting in high, high school. school. Yeah. Maida will be, you know driving driving and almost done with high school it's just it's crazy to think about and it's like where the fuck does time go it's a mind fuck when you really sit down and think about it it is a a very deep and sorrowful you know just idea well and i know a lot of people around our age now get to thinking about stuff like this and thinking um you know, I've got so much time and time's wasting. They start really like thinking about, and I hate when people go straight to death. Like they're right to do, man, I'm going to be dying. And you know, if I'm lucky to make it to 80, then I'm almost halfway to 80. My big thing is the perspective of time that I had when I was 15 to 18. I really remember, like I remember what I wanted to have accomplished by the time mm-hmm. I was this age. And I've been fortunate enough to accomplish a lot of it. Um, to an extent, you know, I mean, I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. I still never that's played one, the lottery. one so dream that will never be fulfilled for any of us. No, no. I, I, I consider playing every once in a while, but when I go in to buy it, I'm usually just like, this is stupid. And I turn around and walk away. Yeah. Because I'm not in California. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole of like no. buying, even buying like scratch I have a hard enough time with gambling. Like when we go yeah. to Vegas or when we go to Albuquerque or Oklahoma, like just stopping when oh, I'm up 500. Fuck this. Let's go. Let's put it all on black and let's see what happens. And you it's know? all gone. And it's just gone like that. And I'm like, well, liquidated right. to yeah. zero. Um, but just, it's interesting to think now, because even when, when I first had Kylie, you know, when I was 30, because I didn't have kids till I was 30, just that time shift of now, okay, well, she's almost eight. She's eight in May, you know, and she's how, what it's going to look like when they're this age, like just that shift in perspective of, you know, five years from now, I'll be 42, 43 years old. Kylie will be moving into almost high school, moving or moving into middle school. It's just strange. It's just weird. It's yeah. weird to think about. It is, man. And it's it's a Knowing unfortunate that it's reality that we all live through and we all face, you know. And uh, one day, hopefully we live to... Uh, into our old age and we're able to see our grandkids. That's what, that's what I hope happens. And that's why I try to like, just take care of myself in the the best way. Try to try to run every day. You know, I just want to fit my clothes and live long. 
Yeah. That's all. That's the only reason that, I do it. That's one thing that's really, I really enjoyed a lot more is getting into a lot, lot better shape. Yeah. It makes you feel so much better. Um, but that, so living longer is one thing that I've always wondered. I'm confident now the first person to live to 150 has been born. I'm pretty confident that the first person to live to 150 has already been born. And how old do you think they are? I don't what, know. What age range? I don't know. I think they've. I think they've been born. I think by now, 150 They're years from now, one year old someone right now. alive now will make it to 150. I mean, we have people that live to 100 pretty easily now. Um, you know, and I think that's a hell of an accomplishment. But I think the first person to live there. So I think I've often wondered what is it going to take. We're going to need some kind of either energy miracle where we all of a sudden have access to a lot more energy to be able to grow, or some kind of monumental battery explosion like our way that we can store batteries um or what kind of medical benefit we're going to have but this new improvement that we've seen over the last two years or even year in ai is the only thing that's kind of given me hope of hey maybe we will if we can get an agi an alternative general intelligence that can provide us with something over the next 20 years i mean because you've seen ai images right from where we were last year because remember how we talked about ai images like early on in the year and Mm -hmm. it was like man you can almost tell that 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 it's them talking and now it's full-fledged videos now you can look up you can pay an ai or a company that runs an ai to generate an image of barack obama Mm -hmm. uh, like the the, mila uh, kunis and henry cavill playing george bush drinking lean you know wearing a cowboy hat or like, uh, and it's him. It's it like Steve good. Harvey at a punk show as a lead singer. Yeah, things like that. It's wild. <laughs> it is very. Wild. It's wild, and you gotta think. I mean, when we have, when we have Grand Theft Auto Six coming out, and it looks fantastic, identical to your everyday reality. <laughs> what happens when you have some kind of supercomputer with AI, and you feed it that, and you say, "Hey, mm. replicate this on a like I don't know. It's, it's just weird." It is. Do you, um, you may not, is anyone at your school using AI to help them grade papers and stuff like that? I don't know. Like, this is my first year, you know, in high school, um, in a while. It's been about almost 10 years since I've been in a high school. So I would be, uh, interested to find that out for sure. If, if that is something that people use, a tool that they, you know, I know that take uh, use of, I know that there's some middle schools we've played with it a little bit. I like the idea of using chat GBT because you can, you can put in there what the rubric is. You can put in student responses yep. Yep. and get a really good balance. Like it's a good check and balance. Just, for, how does it work, man? It is so trippy how that just works. So it has the cool thing. <clears throat> here's the good and the bad thing about it. Cause this is something that the state has said for like, Star and EOC testing <clears throat> for their extended constructed response and short constructed response. They're using a hybrid grading format. So they're going to be using a human as well as an AI to assist in grading these things. And so what you do is you, you put into AI, you put into chat GBT, um, what the prompt is. Hey, um, the question is we want to see similarities between the stamp act and the war of 1812. Yeah. So ChatGPT has a plethora, like an abundance of knowledge on these two things. And so you put in, well, here's the rubric. You get two points for this, one point for this, zero points for this. 
you light out the rubric that you've already created or that the district created for our testing. Right. And then you feed mm-hmm. that in and then you feed in student response and you tell it to grade it. And it does. It follows that rubric and grades it. It just, it blows my mind how that works, how it even operates. Like how, how does this work? I think it's one of the cool things. Like, I mean, we, and we don't have to, you use your phone. Same thing with phones. I mean, yeah. it, it, the phone is something like uh, I mean, out how, of this world anyway. The car. I, I have a really good yeah. rough understanding of how a gas engine works and how that, and you know, a combustible engine works. But at the same time, I couldn't explain it to you correctly, probably. And I couldn't imagine, you know, in the twenties when automobiles first, you know, were manufactured, how people felt about them. They thought probably it was space technology. And we feel the same way now about our phones, Bluetooth technology, yeah. Wi-Fi. Like, it's just so crazy. Like, the thing that really blows my mind is like Bluetooth connectivity and AI. Like the, the just the, the way it works, the frequencies, you know, the software that, that goes into it. it it's just a, oh, yeah, it's just it's inter- crazy it's like, that a human, you know, generated that and, and manufactured it and designed it and engineered it and it works. Well, and it's, it's amazing to me just how big that spectrum is. You're right. Cause we do, we have people that created this, um, and we're so good at it. They created it in a way that people who have no idea how it works whatsoever can use it mm-hmm. and can use it incredibly effectively and can use it in so many different ways, more than what the people who created it even intended it to be used. It's an extension of, of our body at this yeah. point, which is, which is, which is weird. Yeah. Which is weird that we were able to assimilate that so fast. Alien technology. I do think there's something to it, man. Like you, we can't, we within 50, 60 years, we, we come from antiquated technology, monochromatic, you know, televisions and things like that to, to this. I mean, well, and AI is that next, big of a leap that fast and AI is the next big leap. So how did we get so good at AI so fast? AI was supposed to be something really, really, really slow. And now and all of a sudden yeah. it's generating images it's grading papers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's big. Audio, video, everything. It's it's um, it manipulates every format of media imaginable, which is very extraordinarily confusing in my brain because I don't understand how it works. But but it's fun to play with. It is fun to play with. It's do just, you because you Snapchat? Do you Snapchat with? Do you chat with your AI? I've used it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. And it's instant. Yeah. Instant response. Not very delayed. No. I, I try to ask it questions to see what it will tell me. Like, where are your developers? Well, we don't <laughs> share, you know, we don't share that information. I was like, well, how do I know that you're not like, how do I know that the information that you're giving me is factual? Well, I pull from this, this and this. Yeah. But you're still programmed by your code is still written. Like you're still developed by somebody that has a specific agenda. How do you know that that agenda is not false? Well, I'm only, you know, I can only operate within my guidelines. So it's really, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's impressive. It's fun to do. It is. And you know, it it just makes you think, where is all this information being stored? Because it's just isn't going in one ear and out the other, so to speak, it's going somewhere. Well, and that's the thing I, we have to be making, Every year we make more data than we have the previous year. And I'm sure that data grows exponentially over the course of five to 10 years. So, you know, the data that we've made this year, I'm sure is significantly more than all of the data that was made 
up until probably like the year 2012. I'm trying to think of when. Yeah. No, when Obama, I don't think it was his first, the first presidential election Obama was in where they really used like Facebook and Twitter. But I remember the 2020, 2012 or the 2020, 2012 election mm-hmm. where they really used like Twitter polls and they used Facebook a lot. Like they were really pushing social media as the way of getting, getting a lot out there. I was like yeah. mainstream media type. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to think about and you know, it, it, with the election coming up next year, how are they going to improve voting with this kind of technology? Do you Dude, think they're going to incorporate no. anything? No. You think they should just go back to paper ballots? That's what, Robert oh, Kennedy yeah. Jr., I heard him in an interview the the other day talking about we need to go back to paper. I don't think there's anything wrong with paper ballots. I don't think there's I, – I think, I honestly, as a general thing, I think you should have to go somewhere to vote. You register your vote, audio, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, Jared Scott voting for Bill Gates – well, it's crazy it that we can't rely on technology to help calculate those votes in an accurate way. I think have it's ever, crazy we rely on technology to do that. Have you ever been to an ATM, which is on every corner? Yeah. Have you ever been to an ATM that did not disperse the correct amount of money? No. Then why can't we manufacture a machine that can accurately well, count votes? I have another question for you. Have you ever been to the ATM where it disperses money and you don't check it? Yeah. You check it every time. Even if it's forty fucking dollars, you split those two twenties apart and you make sure that make sure I don't it's get it. Make right. sure they didn't give me another one. Yeah, it's always right because you always check it. That one time you don't check it, maybe it's not right. Right, but we we can engineer machines like those that are accurate ninety nine percent of the time. Why can't we make a foolproof, you know, machine that can uh, accurately keep track of those votes and not lose any that's just it's insane there's um russia's you know infiltrating somewhere and influencing the the well, race somehow and when you hear some people like some people i've watched some videos about well-known hackers and like how easy it is to do things like it's really easy apparently to just hack into almost whatever you want to like if you've got the equipment and have to know how you can do it i've seen videos of people that hack into um that's wild someone like hacked. white white hat white hat hackers like um there was one video in this dude and it was his alexa system or it was his home um system and and he was like hello and the guy was like uh sitting in his house he's like hello he's like yeah um i'm a white hat hacker uh i noticed that your username and password i found your username and password on the dark web to this i'm just letting you know i can see you in your house right now um, you know, your firewalls have been breached. This is a security concern. You need to, you know, get in contact with your ISP and you need to reset your password and everything like this. But, um, I'm going to monitor you for the next couple of days just to make sure that there's not anything negative that people aren't trying to like look on and look it on you and stuff, but you need to adjust your passwords and things like that. He's like, cause I found it on the dark web. You know, I, I spent, I think it was like nine ninety nine to get your username and password, so and I can see you. That's crazy. I, I, That's I can see scary. you waving at me right now, and it's just it's wild. And it's, That's insane. I mean, have you ever been on the dark web? Fuck no. Um, I've 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 looked on it a couple of times over the over the years with people that can do that stuff and know how to do that stuff. That stuff scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it scares me. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to mess with that. It's kind of like uh, you know a Ouija board. 
you don't want to. No, I think you you're a bitch for that. You don't want to put your Come energy on. in that, man. No, Come that's on. different. You've lived in a haunted house. I've lived in a haunted house, but I'll tell you this. I, I, I never worried about the NSA or some government agent tracking my shit or some random shit. person hacking my shit because they see me on the dark web. I, I don't. I have more of a fear of that than I do well, yeah. some that's stupid more, fake ghost that's more, you on know. a Ouija board practical and logical in terms of your uh, fear level but yeah you just don't want the bad energy i don't want the bad energy either way but to just go down a, a black hole of of just um weird things that are not made available to the public within the dark web scares me like that's just it's it's a whole nother world you know yeah and you don't know what you're going to come across and you just it reminds me of uh, <laughs> that Chappelle show episode where uh like all the websites like it's a person dressed as um like Google and they're like popping up out of nowhere and they're asking him if he wants to uh, purchase this this uh as seen on TV product and he's like just trying to get away from everything it reminds me of that but in a bad way with bad <laughs> bad people popping up you know Bad people doing bad things. And offering things and trying to, you know, get you to invest in, in this horrible hidden Illuminati scheme. Who knows? See, and that's the thing. The the first time I was ever on the dark web, that was one of the things he showed was you can get he was like he was like, I'm not gonna look up illegal drugs, but you could get any drug that you wanted to on this. You just you just search what you want. You want ketamine, you can find ketamine. You want oxy, you can find oxy. You want heroin, you can find heroin. I was like, can you do that? Like they have those. He's like, yeah. It's like it's it's it's. I mean, it's a dark web. It looks like it doesn't look like Google, but it's a search engine, and you can search up whatever you want to. And I was like, so you can search whatever. It's like you can buy people. He's that's, like, oh yeah. That is that is not good. No. I don't want to mess with that. That's, I'd that's rather play huge... with the Ouija board than that shit. <laughs> Bring the Ouija board on. Come on. Bring the Ouija board back. So let's get into real quick with Ouija board, and then I think we'll wrap up. Yes. Is there any way I could get you to do a Ouija board, even if it's just you and me? I feel like you're going to want Stella in there just Wh- for your comfort. The question is, would you? Yes, Absolutely. I'll think about it. I'm Come like on. 50 50. I'm let's, on the fence, brother. Let's go. I don't to, know. Let's go to Target okay. and get a Ouija board because the last I'm ones 100% I saw sure you can get one from Target. Spirit Halloween. <laughs> now, that one, you know, you might be a part of it. Those, the people that generally work at Spirit Halloween, they tend to go extreme with their Halloween. And I guess I get that. I love Halloween. I do. But. I, I, so what? What? What is? Is it just the the simple possibility that the nun is going to show up yeah. and try buy to me tickle a, your balls? Buy me some beer and I'll do it. That's it. That's all it's going to take. I'm a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> Any special kind of beer? It doesn't matter. All right. Well, join us next week as James and I and whatever special guest wants to have the courage, we Ouija board on the podcast. I'm down. I've never do I've never messed with one of you. Uh, yes, multiple times. Did you when you were at Lewis Lane? No, I wanted to. I was the only dumbass that was in that house that wanted to Ouija board in that house, and nobody else would. And it takes two. 
And everyone that lived there, one. 100% without a shadow of a doubt, within their heart, knew that that place was haunted. Everyone that lived there, everyone that visited frequently, girlfriends that lived there, that stayed there, all said, I mean, ev- everyone that was ever there has a story or something, saw something, was a part of something, felt something, every single one. Maybe one day we can do a special show about it. I hope so. I hope we can try to uh, just cold call and uh, knock on the door. I'm not going to lie. I've wanted to do that so many times. There's been so many days I've drove by that house and been like, just do it. Because, you know, uh, Stella's sister lives right down the street from... Does she really? Yeah. See, that'd be a good way. Hey, your neighbor is a friend of mine's uh, wife. So-and-so. So-and-so. But anyway, I used to live here. We drank a lot here. I'm pretty sure there's a hole in the wall that was caused by my buddy that we just left. I don't really know. <coughs> Love the garage. Lots of experiences in the garage. Dude, it's a massive four-car garage, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, it was a four-car garage, and there was plenty of room. We had, like, five or six couches in there because we would always be out there hanging oh, out. Yeah. God, that was a great year. What was that, like? Oh six, oh seven, oh eight. Oh no, that was twenty ten. Oh, 2010. That was twenty ten. Okay, the good old twenty ten. Good old twenty 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 ten. Twenty Because it was, um, I was in. It was actually kind of strange. I was in uh, Wolflin Manor. They were over behind Mai Tai. The apartments over behind Mai Tai. Uh-huh, yeah. On Coulter. Yeah. Um, that's where I was staying with two other dudes and a chick. Not my chick. Um, in a two bedroom apartment and, uh, one of us, we like rotated, there was two bedrooms and then there was like a dining room area. And so we rotated and one person had the big bedroom with the attached bathroom. One person had the bedroom with the bathroom that had a door next to it with the communal bathroom. And then one person stayed in the dining room. Uh, Uh, and then like the next building over was a couple of buddies of mine, Matt and, um, Trevor. And they lived together, and then when our leases were up at pretty much the same time, we decided to get a house together. And, and that's was, when you found that one. And yeah, and it was it found us really? because the people that owned it, one of the the wife was the librarian at River Road, mm-hmm. or, and the the husband like worked at River Road, so they knew Matt and Trevor, okay. and we just randomly saw it on face on on Craigslist. Craigslist used to be the shit back oh, yeah. in the early nineties. Could find early all kinds of stuff. Nines, a lot of wet work. Yeah. <laughs> Late 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Craigslist but was we the just, place. It just showed up one day and we called them and they were like, oh, yeah. And it was cheap. It was like 900 bucks. Dude, that's for the so three of cheap. Us. Yeah. That's so cheap. God. Now, now, now that, it would probably be like what, 1800? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least that house now, I bet if you sold it, because it was three bedroom, two bathroom. Good size living room, great size kitchen, dining room area, decent size backyard, good fence, and a four car garage with tons of storage. I mean, that's a two hundred thousand dollar house. Oh yeah, now yeah, easily, easily. So yeah, I mean, I bet for rent, for rent's probably eighteen hundred. It's crazy. Maybe sixteen, seventeen hundred if they got in with an early or with a low interest rate if it was bought, <laughs> you know, before two thousand twenty one. We definitely need to revisit that topic. Maybe next episode. We'll see. Yeah. Call us in. Email us at bombcity.logroomtalk at gmail.com. And we will answer back with, uh, well, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> or suggestions. You, you make the suggestions of the type of picture and we'll send it. <laughs>
Thanks for listening in. Peace.